Welcome to Leadership Starts on the Inside, a Lead Like Jesus podcast. Hello, Kingdom Leaders. We are so excited that you're joining us back on the Lead Like Jesus podcast where leadership starts on the inside. Joining us as always is Rich Cummins, and I am your co-host, Freddie Scott. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all things feedback, in particular, the consequence of refusing to listen to feedback. And as always, we're going to end our show today on a prayer that will help you with the blind spots in your life and how to incorporate godly feedback for better results. You know, it's so amazing. Feedback is so important for not just for leadership, but just in life in general. But why is it so hard for people to want to listen to feedback or get feedback at all? I I can think of myself and growing up, uh, you know, both as an athlete, as a student, as a son, even as a husband, hearing critique or feedback is always something that tends to be a struggle. Uh, I, I don't know about you, Rich, but I know it's been a struggle for me sometimes. I think it taps into the ancient issue, man. It's pride. It's that initial sin, you know, and I think, uh, you know, we talk a lot about pride and fear at Lead Like Jesus, but really it is the difference between a servant leader and a self-serving leader. So this really becomes a matter of the heart. You're not alone, Freddie. Me too. There's been plenty of great advice that I didn't heed and I burned my hand on the stove as a result. You know, you use that analogy. I remember hearing uh, someone say, listen, you can trust me when I tell you the stove is hot or you can go ahead through, you know, through your own uh, example when it's tested yourself. And, you know, only a fool learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. And so it's amazing as we get a chance to unpack this today, how we can really see how scripture gives us a lot of insight. You know, the word of God gives us wisdom to help us and also show us where we are. And he puts people around us also that can help us show where we really are. And in Jesus, even himself, he asked his disciples, hey, who do men say that I am? You know, so getting feedback isn't a bad thing. And even to the point of what if what you hear isn't what you want to hear? Mm. And to your point, that's where pride and ego and all those things of the flesh can creep in and ultimately keep us from ultimately having the type of leadership that God has really called us to have. Yeah. And really, it's uh, we talk at Lead Like Jesus about the four H's. And so the heart, head, hands and habits of Jesus Christ and his leadership model. And so the heart really is what we're talking about here, Freddie. It's what's going on on the inside. It's the title of this podcast. It's it's a matter of the motives, what's happening on the inside that keeps us from listening to the wise feedback from other people. And you mentioned scripture. So let me read from scripture to start with in Ezekiel 36, 26 to 27. The, the word says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. And so when we're talking about the heart of Jesus, really, as we are becoming more like Jesus every day, that stone, stony heart becomes more of a fleshy heart. And we challenge our motives and begin to look at the higher purpose that God's called us to. You know, it's amazing when you think about that and really start processing for God to do what he desires to do in all of our lives. 
-hmm. One of the first things that he says he does is I'm going to change and not just change your heart. I'm replacing your heart because I can't use that. I can't use that stone. Last time you tried to massage a stone, you probably broke your fingers, you know? So when you realize that God says, in order for me to do in you and through you what I've assigned for you, Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to have your heart not just changed, but molded and conformed to where you can receive my instruction, you can receive my word, you can receive uh, uh, the the love and the correction that comes along with this process. And as you do that line upon line, day by day, you end up being able to walk into the fullness of what God has called us to be. Yeah. And again, what is it? Do I seek to serve others or to be served. And if I seek to serve others, then I need to have an open heart, an open mind, listen, listen to wise counsel from other people who have been there and done that and probably can see a little bit more clearly than I can. Or am I stuck serving myself and I'm full of pride and my way is the way. And so really it's a motive, uh, a motive question. And, and another verse that comes to mind is Proverbs 4, 7, and I'll read that one for you. The beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight, wisdom, insight. What about that, Freddie? You know, it's one of the things and all you're getting, you should be getting understanding is another proverb that there's wisdom, protection, safety, uh, in realizing that we don't know it all Mm. that we can learn from anyone and in any situation that we are not God who is all knowing and all powerful and omnipresent, that we are far from that. And as we have a heart to learn and to grow, that the danger is the moment you think that you know it all, or you know enough, that's actually when you start to slip. And and having this heart to constantly wanna grow, to learn, to realize that we haven't arrived yet, that though what we may have done may be good, maybe even great. We could have testimonies of what God has done in our life and we're so far from where we were, but there's still so much more that we can grow and learn, not just for ourselves, but for ultimately the impact that God has called us to have on those around us. Yeah, Freddie, and and we've talked about, and with that impact, we've talked about wisdom and what's the opposite of that? that's foolishness. And so you and I both uh, dearly respect and love Dr. John Townsend and, and his colleague, Dr. Henry Cloud, and they both talk about with the wise man and the foolish. And the difference would be somebody that's a fool will bend the light of truth to himself or herself, whereas somebody that is wise will bend their knee to the truth. And so either you only want to hear what you want to hear, or you're willing to hear what someone else has and adapt. And so here's another one, Proverbs 15, 31 and 32. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Wow. You know, I'll use a sports analogy or some feedback in the sport world. In order to be a pro at anything, you have to have a coach. Hmm. And I remember um, one of my first coaches, he never said anything positive to me. Hmm. 
He only critiqued every mistake. Every time I lined up wrong, my, my, my footwork wasn't proper. I didn't read the, the coverage right. Every time I did something wrong, he was on me. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. I did this right. I did that right. Can't you give me any positive feedback? And he was like, no, you because this could cost us a game. You've got to learn this. You could have cost this. You could have caused this to happen. And he constantly, anytime there was a mistake, he constantly showed me the mistakes. Now, I at that point, I had a choice. I could say, you know what? You're hating on me. You, you don't acknowledge the greatness and all the stuff that how good I really am. Or I could say, this coach sees the potential that I have. And if I take this coaching and apply it the next day I get a chance to go out, I can get better. And in fact, let me take it a step further. Why don't I realize that I'm going to make mistakes? Hmm. No matter how perfect I want to be, no matter how good I think I am, no matter how my heart desires to do things right, I'm still going to make mistakes even if they're not intentional. Why don't I receive the coaching and make the, the effort to not make the same mistake twice? Mm. And he actually told me this. He said, the reason why you're able to have a career and why you played and why you made the team is because you take coaching. Yeah. I know that I can invest my time in you and speak into you because what I tell you, I can tell you value because you take it to heart and you apply it. The yeah. players that don't take my coaching, I realize it's a waste of my time and I'll just let them go because you've already made your own decision and it's better for me as the coach to spend the time with the people that have a heart to wanna to learn than trying to spend my time with hard-hearted people that think they know it all. Yeah, that's great. That goes back to the stony heart. And you know, you mentioned coaching and I think that's excellent. Uh, every coach, in fact, needs a good coach. And when we talk about coaches that lead like Jesus, it makes me think about supportive relationships. So it's the being habits to be more like Jesus, having supportive relationships in our lives. And what makes up a good coach, Freddie? I've always, I've always learned it's somebody that has a subject matter expertise in an area that you want to grow in. They have 10,000 hours logged. They don't need you for anything. They have a ton of wisdom and they want to see you grow. And so how do we find those coaches that can, that can believe the best in us, but also tell us the truth? Tell us the truth, Freddie. Well, and think about that. In order to even want to coach, that means first I have to have dealt with this pride issue that you've talked about. I had to have deal with this ego issue that I don't know it all. I do need help. And I'm willing to have someone speak into my life. Mm. And I'm seeking out those relationships for people to speak into my life because there is a danger of what happens when we think we have arrived to a certain place and we don't have those supportive relationships around us and and you know there's one last scripture that i want to read and then there's a really cool story that I, we're going to be able to break down and sort of see an illustration that i don't think many of our viewers have even heard before about henry ford but in proverbs um chapter 12 and verse 15, where it says the way of a fool mm. is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Yeah. How many times have we all made mistakes? And at the time we thought it was the right thing to do. We thought it was the right decision. It felt good at the time, 
and yeah. we look back and say, what in the world was I thinking? Uh, I don't know about if you have those aha moments, but I know I can look back and see a lot of those. Fr Freddie, let me put it another way. A fool believes his or her own press. Mm. They believe his or her own press. All of these things we've heard other people say that maybe flattered us in a certain way or where we found success in a certain way. Those are the things we focus in on and we don't want to hear the tough truths. And I'll tell you who didn't want to hear the tough truths. And that was Henry Ford. Talk to us about that case study, Freddie. Well, you know, this is a very interesting, we all know the success of Henry Ford and, and makes the Model T car and, and ultimately became uh, an American success story where he truly was the pioneer of, of, of cars and, and, and really the innovation of how Americans were able to travel across the country. But there was another side of the story that most people don't realize is that he didn't listen to feedback. There was a really when you think about it in the 20th century the first automobiles at that time were handmade they were clunky uh they also were very expensive and and only the rich could really afford them at that time so there was sort of this upper echelon uh experience for people to have but over that time frame ford ended up making the most successful company globally because they were the ones that people would go to hey i've got to get this Model T, mm -hmm. but what we end up finding out that that success ultimately turned into a blind spot for Henry Ford because he thought that that success that they had had would always be there. And so Rich, talk to, to us about how can success become a blind spot for leaders? Yeah, that's a great question. In, in Henry Ford's example, you know, he had become this, the, the world's second billionaire. So he reached such a level of wealth, fame, and acclaim. Really, he was in a very exclusive club. So it's easy for somebody when they've experienced these great things and accolades and a certain amount of success to one, buy your own press or believe your own press. And then number two, to become superstitious even. You know, I look at Henry Ford and, and he just felt like he had to continue to do what he did all along to achieve the same results. But the climate was changing. The culture was changing. In fact, people didn't just want a rubber stamp Model T Ford anymore. They wanted, as people moved into the cities and after the Great Depression, they wanted some luxury. They wanted some individuality. They wanted custom cars, basically. Cars that looked different, that were colorful, that had more, uh, more than just the, the simple nuts and bolts, basic Model T Ford. But because uh, Henry Ford had experienced the success and believed that he could only do it by continuing to do the same old way, he missed the insight that he could have gleaned from people close to him. In fact, what did he do? He fired them. He got rid of them. He moved them aside. He muted their voices because he only wanted to hear what he wanted to hear. And there's a couple factors that that played into this. Of course, he's successful. You're the second billionaire in the world. You know, you're seeing all the sales uh, because you're the pioneer at that time. But there's this other company that started up called GM. And GM said, you know what? We're gonna start giving different brands. So we're gonna make a Pontiac and a Cadillac, and we're gonna make these other brands that people can choose to be able to purchase. And you can maybe even pick a different color. In fact, Henry Ford actually once said, he said, you know what? Our, our customers can pick any color that they want. 
as long as the color is black. <laughs> so at the time, he was so stuck, they kept the same uh, manufacturing assembly line that they had had from the original, from or from when they first, the first Model T rolled off the assembly line was the same one they had. They never innovated they at all over time. And because of that, they ended up losing the market share of people that were purchasing cars. They lost the market share and GM took over and really something that was their world. It was their baby. It was their invention. And yet someone else was able to take over because they wouldn't listen to, to your point, the people that try to bring this up, they fired, or he felt it was the sales team's fault. And, and that's another fault of leadership in this space where it's always somebody else's fault. Yeah. And so no. how does that, how does that play in when you've been successful, you've done things, you know, well, Hey, look at what I accomplished. And surely if the team around me would just get it, then, then we'll still be successful. Yeah. I mean, career assassination, uh, blame shifting, all of these poor leadership traits that we would, we could realize and recognize one of the greatest leaders of all time, as far as producing a product that was a pioneer, Henry Ford, he made some pretty drastic mistakes. You know, Andy, Andy Stanley says it like this, leaders who don't listen will eventually be surrounded by people who have nothing to say. And so if you're firing the, the sales department or blaming them for it or the engineers or whomever, and you don't look inside and you don't listen to the people around you that have credibility and give you the hard truths, man, you could fall for a blunder like Henry, Henry Ford. And I think I have before, to be honest with you. Well, when you think about it, let, let's put the shoe on the other foot. What about, have you ever been in a situation where you were working with or for someone that was in that spot? where there was something you saw, but you knew you didn't have voice to speak truth. You, there was some, a shift that you felt like needed to be made, but the atmosphere, the culture, that leader or that team did not provide an atmosphere that allowed you to give voice, to share, this is what I see. This is the opportunity. Here's the idea that I have. When you stifle creativity, when you stifle the voices of the people that are around you, you also stifle the opportunity to accomplish everything that we could accomplish. And as leaders, you know, it's amazing that that Jesus always gave his his disciples and gives us the opportunity to be able to come to him, to always be. He's always willing to listen to us. You know, I love even the word of God tells us to be slow to speak, mm. but quick to listen. And, and regardless of how much success we may or may not have, our assignment should always be to go back to reflect what Jesus modeled. And in doing so, that can keep us from making some of these costly mistakes. Absolutely. We always take it back to the greatest leadership role model of all time, and that's Jesus. Now, we've whetted your appetite. And Freddie and I both have stories that we can share about, we won't name names, and maybe it's us ourselves, but leaders, which you've experienced, we've all experienced, that had blind spots that caused them to not be able to lead at the highest level possible, or perhaps they slipped, or perhaps they weren't able to uh, overcome a serious obstacle. We'll talk more about that in the episode to come. But for now, we want to say a prayer for all of you kingdom leaders that are, that are struggling with blind spots like, like many of us have in the past. So join me in prayer, if you will. Heavenly Father, gracious God, we just love you. 
And we know that your wisdom is, is the truth and it's real and it's right for us. And we pray, Lord God, that you would give each of us a heart of flesh, not of stone, that we would continue to seek after you, chase after you and the purposes you have for our lives. Help us to be open-minded, open-hearted, and see and discern the wisdom that we can glean from other people who have been there and done that and want, want uh, our best interests at heart. I pray, Lord God, that we would see those things, we would apply those things and we would lead at a higher level. We love you, Lord Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, kingdom leaders, we're so excited that you're joining us. Make sure you come back at the next episode. We're going to break this down to another level, especially if you feel like these blind spots are something you've been struggling with, or if you're someone that's dealing with some of the blind spots, how do you deal with that? You're definitely going to don't want to miss this next episode. Until next time, don't forget. Leadership Starts on the Inside. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Leadership Starts on the Inside, a Lead Like Jesus podcast. Learn more and get access to other resources at leadlikejesus.com.